Chapter 11 Almost there, Jake said. Another couple of minutes. Even in thought speak, I could hear the tension in his voice. I felt something like a cold hand squeezing my heart. Then, a noise. A noise against a background of noises. But this noise was one that the owl's brain wanted to hear. A noise the owl's brain had evolved to notice. The sound of helplessness. The sound of a weak creature. Weak, tiny, helpless babies. There! It was coming from a hole that no other animal would have seen in the pitch black of night. A hole dug beneath the roots of a thorn bush. Four, no, five separate voices. Were they the skunk kits? Maybe. I couldn't be sure. But it was night, and they sounded like they were alone. It could be. I looked around, swiveling my owl's knack. I tried to form a picture of the place. The trees the outcropping of rocks just twenty feet away. I wanted to be able to find the place again, if I was still around to find anything. The mewling sound of the babies reached something inside me, inside the human Cassie, but to the owl it was the sound of a meal. It's strange to have those two feelings in your head at the same time, human compassion and the cold ruthlessness of a predator. Strange. Okay, Jake said a few seconds later. Here. We swooped low and landed. I started to demorph quickly. I didn't want to feel that predator in my mind anymore. Not right then. The world went dark as my human eyes re-emerged. The forest was a darker, quieter place to Homo sapiens. I looked around and couldn't see any of the landmarks I'd tried to spot. I would never find those skunk kits in the dark. Not with human eyes, anyway. Maybe by the light of day. I could come back in the morning. If. Okay, we have to get as close to the edge of that compound as we can, Jake whispered. We can't be spotted as humans. But we can't morph termites too far from the building. Termites don't exactly move fast. I have a suggestion, Prince Jake, Axe said. Axe is under the impression that Jake is the equivalent of an Andalite prince. A distraction, he continued. We could give the Yerk something to chase. I knew instantly what he had in mind. An Andalite? I asked him. The Yerks would not be able to resist, he said. You could end up buried dead that way, Marco said. No, Axe, Jake said. We need you inside. There may be Yerk computers in there. We need you. But a distraction isn't a bad idea. Jake looked at me. Anyone want to volunteer? It would probably be safer than going inside. He was offering me a way out, a way to avoid having to become a termite. I should have said yes. I wanted to say yes. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't take the easier way out. Okay, we draw straws. All except Axe. He goes in regardless. Jake pulled up four strands of tall grass. He shortened them all to about six inches. Then he took one and shortened it further. Short straw plays tag with the yerks. He concealed the bottoms of the straws in his fist. Next time, let's play some other game, Marco said as he drew a straw. Yahtzee, maybe. I don't like games that involve life and death. One after the other, we each drew a straw. A long straw. I looked carefully at the straw in my hand. Yes, it was a long one. Jake looked shocked. 
he held the short straw. We were all shocked. Somehow it just seemed automatic that Jake would be there with us. Marco grinned. Sooner or later we had to try a mission without you, old great and fearless leader. Marco could joke about it, but none of us felt right going in without Jake. Now it was too late to change that. Okay, Jake said briskly. You guys know what to do. I'll use the wolf morph. The Yerks will be on the lookout for wolves. He started to walk away. Then he stopped and looked back. Be careful, all right? Go ahead, Mom, Rachel said. We can handle this. At least, we hope we can, I muttered. Jake walked away and was quickly out of sight. Okay, we have to be ready as soon as Jake starts making trouble, Rachel said. We hear something go down, we run toward the perimeter of the compound, staying just back in the trees, morph, and hope we can find a way to the building. What do you know about these termites we are morphing? Axe wondered. They're like ants, Marco said. Actually, they're related to cockroaches, I said. I looked them up in one of my mom's books. They have a society like ants, but roaches are closer relatives. They eat cellulose, the stuff in wood. Bacteria in their guts digest the wood. The worker termites, they, um, they eliminate their waste, and the soldier termites kind of eat it. I think, judging from the termite Tobias brought us, that we are going to be morphing soldier termites. The three of them were staring at me, looking a little sick. Well, Axe wanted to know, I said. A light. Look, I hissed, way off through the woods. That must be on the far side of the compound. The spotlights just went on. We could hear the sounds of human voices yelling. And then, the wild, defiant howl of a wolf. That's it. Let's rock, Rachel said. We ran toward the compound. We ran, hunched low, scurrying from tree to bush. Then, as we got still closer, we dropped down and crawled on all fours. I heard shouting and the eerie zap of dracone beams being fired. I hope he's okay, I whispered. I didn't think anyone could hear me. But Axe said, Prince Jake is very smart. He will be fine. Do you guys think we're close enough now? Marco wondered. We were closer than we had been the day before, just a few feet from the edge of the clearing. All of us hunched down behind one large tree trunk. Even Axe, which, in his normal state, is awkward for him. We huddled close, like some big group hug. When we morphed, we would become tiny, and even a few feet between us would seem like a mile. Time to go termite, Rachel said. She had her arm around my back. I was already sick with fear. Afraid for Jake? Afraid for my friends? Afraid of the very thing I was about to become? Can I just say, this sucks, I muttered. Amen, Marco agreed. We were shoulder to shoulder. My head touched his. And then, as my very bones rattled and my teeth chattered from fear, I began the process that would dissolve my bones and melt away my teeth. Down, down, down. Falling. Falling forever. It was like I had jumped off the Empire State Building and was falling. Yet, even though I fell, I never quite hit the ground. I was going from a girl of less than five feet to an insect less than a quarter of an inch long. I was becoming something that could have crawled inside my own ear. Already the others, who had been so close, seemed to be a long way off. With my eyes still mostly human, 
I could see Rachel's face lose its features and bulge out. I saw the monstrously big mandibles spring like black, sideways tusks from her mouth. And then my eyes went dark. I was blind. And I was glad. <laughs>